Hi, hello, good morning, and welcome to this week's Serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name is Kate. Hi, guys. How's it going? I'm good, Kate. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> that sounded like a hint of sarcasm. <laughs> When's it not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all right. Back to work now, two weeks. Fun times. I have a large conglomeration of spots around my chin area due to mm. wearing a mask, which is fine. You know, I'll deal with it. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, look at all that. <laughs> After like a month of pretty clear skin, yeah. I'm just like not going outside. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, yes. The joys, the, but, the yeah. absolute joys. Other than that, everything's pretty okay. What about you? Yeah, everything's everything's been fine. I decided um last week that I was gonna start doing couch to five K. And um it's it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely doing better in week two, although it has rained for most of this week, so I just keep getting pissed on every time I go outside. It's <laughs> not fun. <laughs> Kate got a glorious picture of me out in the rain earlier. Yeah, I was literally saying how I came home, got some bits done, and was like, I'm going to go for my walk. And then it was literally, it's literally just open the heavens. And I was like, I'm going to wait. And then I literally waited until it was like pitter pattering. Then I went outside, went out for like 45, 50 minutes. And I was about five minutes from my house and it started lashing again. And I was like, wow, I timed this well. (laughs) Yeah, it's just not stopped here. It has just continuously pissed rain all day which is rather upsetting which is the reason why if at all you end up hearing purring in the background you're welcome what a glorious gift you all but um binks is refusing <laughs> to be outside so that's fair i do I, I do like the rain after we get hot days though because the air needs cutting agreed and you get that kind of weird smell you know when rain lands on tarmac and it kind of has mm. that it's that a smell. nice it's mm. a nice smell but yeah i haven't died yet although next week I think it's run for 90 seconds, walk for 90 seconds, run for three minutes. And oh. I'm like, three minutes? Are you having a laugh? <laughs> Just about do 90 seconds, lads. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we'll see how I get on next week. I'm, I don't have high hopes, but we'll give it a go. Excellent. I'm yeah. here with you in support. <laughs> You're there in spirit. <laughs> I'm definitely not in a position to also do couch to 5k with you due to the fact that I stand for nine hours a day but you know yeah. I can build up to it maybe if you live afterwards I'll do it yeah <laughs> so far so far I have to say so far I am really enjoying it because you really have to concentrate because mm-hmm. yesterday I didn't and I wasn't like in the right mindset and I did terribly like I just kept having because I just I hadn't like started off in the right mindset and I had to keep fanning about with my phone and it was just it didn't go well so you have to very much be in the zone do you listen to like I know it like it tells you when to stop and go doesn't it or do you just do the buzzers it tells you yeah so do you listen to stuff as well or do you run in silence between the stop and goes Oh no, I couldn't run in silence. Oh no, that would drive me demented. Especially because I live, like, the roads that I run on are quite rural. There's always cows. So I would literally be running in, like, the dead silence. That would terrify me. So no, they actually have playlists built into the app. Now I'm doing it on an iPhone and it's connected to Apple Music. Oh, okay, well, that's good. It gives you playlists. So I was listening to this, like, generic playlist that had a bunch of, like, Lizzo and, like, TikTok songs and all this crap on Mm -hmm. it. Because I was like, yeah, those songs I don't know. So they'll just be a distraction. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. 
but then I got sick of that playlist. So I've been listening to kind of like a dad rock playlist for this week and kind of enjoying it. Has like Queen, Guns N' Roses. I think there's a bit Green Day on there. Good time. Huh, excellent. You just need that kind of stuff that like gives you the beat, but also you yeah. don't lose yourself. Yeah, when you're just about to die and then Bon Jovi living on a prayer comes on, you're like, oh yeah, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> just the right amount. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, the country's reopened. Everyone can go where they please. I can leave my county for leisure activities once again. Which means <laughs> we're going for dinner next yeah. week. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> this is absolutely the longest I've ever gone without seeing you. It's very strange. Mm. In person. Even though, I mean, I see you via Zoom every yeah. week, but still. <laughs> not well, we did same. go from like seeing each other in person at least once a week to not seeing each other in person for about three and a half months. Yeah, very strange. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird going back to work. No, not weird going back to work, but it was weird how all of a sudden everyone was just there again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hey, you're, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, myself and Brefney went into town on Sunday. I was dropping in my friend Alva's birthday slash Christmas presents. So long oh. it's been since I've seen her because <laughs> her birthday's at the start of December. Um, so I was dropping those into her and the store that she works in is right opposite the Disney store and it just looked real busy and there were people queuing outside and I was just like do you know what whatever I would possibly even want to have a look at I just don't feel the need to go in there right now hmm. so I literally went into her we went and got a coffee in Butler's which was glorious nice. got nice. a him- pink Himalayan salted caramel yes. chocolate which is just the king yes oh, yeah, pink blend. Yes, it's the best. Like, can I we all just stand. collectively agree? It is the best. I will stand that pink Himalayan salted caramel for my entire life. It is just peak. Oh, it's just—it's oh, it's <laughs> so salty. It's so glorious. If you if you are if you live nowhere near Butler's, I feel really sorry for you. <laughs> so. We will. If you live really nowhere near Butler's and you've never tasted it, the first person to message us, I will send you a packet of six. <laughs> they're just they're so delightful they're just, you oh. can't can't comprehend how perfect they are they're yeah. just anyway sorry yeah <laughs> got a coffee and then left town promptly because there were just so many people and nobody was wearing masks and nobody was social distancing and i was just i was like oh. no why is this not a thing nobody social distance nobody social distance as someone who has just finished their second week working in a retail establishment nobody social distances like to a point where we were working on a wall that was being marked down further so it was obviously going to get swarmed but people were literally reaching over me and like so I was on the floor at some points because I had to like sit on the floor to the bottom bits and people were literally almost standing on me and I was like excuse me <laughs> could you not and Why I was saying this people were so aggressive I was saying this to people people in work and I was like, to be fair, I don't think everyone is in social distancing. I just think we're seeing the people that aren't because they're the people that will happily go to a shopping centre for five hours a day at the moment and just yeah. not give a shit and not wear a mask and just dill dally in between all the shops. But the people who are willing to social distance and all do all that stuff are just staying at home. <laughs> and they're like, I still don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, we're meeting up on Monday and you finish a little bit after the time I'll be able to get to Dundrum. 
Am I potentially going to have a look in pennies? If it's not busy, yeah, probably. You know what? Between pennies don't close till half nine in Nundrum. And I think between the hours of like six and half nine, there's nobody there. They're mm. the two times that I've gone to pennies. When I finished work and waiting for a lift, I just walk straight in. They're like, hi, please sanitize your hands. I'm like, no problems, babe. And then I just wander in. That's fine. Yeah. So I'm, I might go in and have a gander go, but we'll see. To be honest, there's not much there, but I got some nice headbands and some new PJs. So, you know, live and life. Exciting times. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything to do with our own personal lives. <laughs> I think so, yeah. So, shall we get on with a bit of news? Yeah. So, yeah, starting off, we've got some more DLP news. Two weeks in a row. What? This week, not as much as last. <laughs> to be fair like we are doing our second gate this week but we do also have a, a teeny bit of news first so first bit of news from Disneyland Paris uh they have confirmed that they have restarted work on a lot of projects including the Avengers Campus, Disney's Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel Hotel, Disney Junior Dream Factory and Cars Route 66. Ba ba ba. it's good that they are getting back to doing stuff yeah i was slightly worried to be honest that they weren't going oh sorry i was slightly worried that they weren't going to restart a lot of projects and that it was going to take them a long while to get up to stuff yeah but it's really not been that long and they're like yeah let's get to it so that's good i suppose yeah i think i did i think i vaguely also saw a tweet from dlp report saying that all the cracked tiles on the Newport Bay Convention Centre have been fixed or have been replaced is probably far more likely. Fantastic. Way. Newport (laughs) Bay. Yay. Uh, Yeah, and just also, while we're talking about it, Disney Junior Dream Factory, uh, Disney Parks and Beyond were talking, was it Disney Parks and Beyond they were talking about? Discover DLP. I think it was Discover DLP that were talking about it. Or was it Taking the Mickey? Do you know what? I had a day the other day in work and I was in the <laughs> stockroom. <laughs> I was in the stockroom for four hours folding things. So all I did was listen to podcasts. But I don't think I was paying attention to which ones I was listening to. I think it was Discover DLP. Okay. I'm not sure. And maybe it was taking the Mickey. Oh, guys, I can't remember. I'm sorry. But one of them was talking about... <laughs> we'll link all three in the show notes. It'll be fine. One of them was talking about the Disney Junior Dream Factory, the new show that they're doing. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting because they were talking about how the old one became out of date so quickly. And this new one is going to have like Vampirina and stuff in it. And that's almost already out of date before it's even started. <laughs> I think it was Discover DLP. I think there it was Nick go. and Paul that were talking about that. Yeah, I that was my first instinct, and then I panicked. <laughs> and I we'll was like, link oh, that no, episode in the show notes. <laughs> too much going on. But yeah, just with the Disney Junior Dream Factory, I thought that was quite funny. But then I, in my head, when they were saying that, I was doing a thing. Do you remember when Amy went to Australia and she was listening to our podcast, and she sometimes she forgot that it was a podcast and thought it was like a yeah. voice call, and she wanted to reply. <laughs> I sort of did that and I was like, but kids don't care. <laughs> I was like, yeah, kids don't care so. what time cartoons go out. Like Disney Junior stuff sort of lasts forever on YouTube. Like three doesn't matter. Very true. But yeah, I, I understood what they were saying. 
it it does seem to be like an issue that Disney has because it's kind of like when they bring out a movie immediately there's already merchandise and everything in place for that movie not necessarily incorporating it directly into the parks although they have gotten better at having characters ready to go into the parks from the second the movie launches but it was something we used to always get in the store because like for example and just using an example Henry Hogan Monster was massive on Disney Junior and Mm -hmm. by the time we got product in for it it was gone off Disney Junior. Nobody was watching it anymore. So the product didn't sell. The whole toy line completely failed. I do have to say that is one massive thing I remember from working in the store was people who wanted product from Disney Junior and me having my extensive knowledge of every single show on Disney Junior and me being like, no, yeah. we don't have that. <laughs> and them going, what? Yeah. But my kid loves it. And me going, no, we don't, they don't have that. And the so- only one they got right was the line guard and that's yeah. because they brought the product out before the show started true that was the only one and vampirina that kind of worked as well wow. but I, a, I thought you were gonna say vampirina, vampirina. <laughs> there we go <laughs> but yeah so I, I thought that was quite interesting but like, i also think it's very hard for them to do a disney junior show when things come in and out so quickly at Disney Junior, like it's very yeah. easy for a kids show not to work and for them to just kill it after a season. Yeah, it just, it, I just remember being, and the two, so Henry Hogan Monster, like I've already mentioned, Sophia the First, I think Sophia the First had been out for a whole year before we got the product in for it. Because I, I, the day that we got the, all the product in is ingrained in my head because that's when we did that special opening ceremony with Mickey Mouse. Um, but the show had been out for ages. Doc McStuffins was the same. There was a whole Christmas where all parents wanted was the Doc McStuffins doctor set. But Disney hadn't created anything for it. And I'm like, why? It's a pink sparkly doctor set. Regardless of whether a kid's seen the show or not, what kid yeah. wouldn't want that? Yeah. And then we got stuff in. It sold so well. And people were like, yeah, it's Doc McStuffins. Always a top toy. Always a top toy. Oh, man. We could do. Oh, we should do a whole podcast about Disney Junior. Do you remember when we had, were you in the store when we had the Disney Junior playlist? No, and it makes me so sad that I wasn't there. <gasps> you have not lived until you have seen. So there is a particular cast member that was there when we both worked there, who was a lovely guy called Guy. Until you've seen Guy breakdance to Blue Ribbon Bunny from Sophia the First and do full rap. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Glorious time. Oh. Sophia the First is a wild ride. Yeah, we should, do, do you know what? We should 100% do a full podcast just on Disney Junior. Because there are some and crackers. The thing is, there, there are, in fairness, there's some cracker, there's some cracking songs for it. For example, a personal fave is um, the water song from Doc McStuffins that I sing at Breffney far too often and he bloody hates it. But I'm just like, <laughs> gotta drink way more water than you think. Eh? <laughs> but yeah, no, we totally should. And especially because most of it, was still kind of is animated here so yay yeah you've got loads and you've got like the older ones then oh yeah oh don't worry guys we'll educate you don't even worry about it babe we got you (laughs) (laughs) anywho yeah moving on (laughs) moving on so we have some updates around annual passes so i'm gonna read out what dlp reporter said and then i'm gonna read you out the email that i got directly from dlp as well so disney on paris annual passes are to be extended by 153 days so this is to offset the 123 days that the park was closed and then as a gesture of goodwill dlp decided to chuck an extra 30 days onto it 
I don't know if all the other resorts are doing that as well. I can only talk for DLP. So they're not going to reissue you with your card. However, every annual pass holder was sent an email, which I'll read out now in a sec, and you were given the link to the annual pass kind of page where you can go in, you can log in and you can see your kind of new expiry date, but that won't be, they're not going to reissue cards because I think that's just way too much, way too much of an effort to step. The email from DLP has a lovely picture of Minnie Mouse standing in Walt Disney Studios and it says, more magical days added to your annual pass. Dear annual pass holder, the validity period of your annual pass and its benefits have been extended by 123 days, starting from your annual pass initial expiry date. This is how long Disneyland Paris will have been closed. The wording in this is bloody comical. Yeah, the trans <laughs> translation from French to English just, it always gets me. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> Please find below the temporary adjustments made to your annual pass program. To thank you for your patience and understanding during this adjustment period, we are pleased to offer you an extra 30 days to your annual pass validity date. And then you can click for more info. And then it's like, where can I find the new expiry date of my annual pass? And it's like, obviously the date printed on your annual pass will not change. They're like, don't be stupid. It's not going to magically change overnight. (laughs) But don't worry. Our system has been automatically updated and 153 days have been added starting from your annual pass initial expiry date you can check the exact expiry date by logging in with your annual pass number and your name on the dedicated platform via the button below you'll see your new expiry days on your annual pass homepage. and then they've also said that you'll need to book your tickets ahead of time to get in but yeah so 153 days now i haven't gone in and checked mine because i think mine was valid until february anyway so it'll be another 153 days after that but we're work- we're working out brefney's because he got his annual pass when we went in september the, well the last day of september last year so we were checking when his is valid because we ideally all things going well would like to go for his birthday in february and i think his new expiry date is the second of march so we're good we're all G. Hey. <laughs> hey. So hopefully we'll get to go to DLP at some stage. Who knows? Ah, uh, one can dream. Absolutely. <laughs> there was also another little bit of news regarding restaurants and stuff reopening in DLP. So this is straight from DLP report because where else would we get our information? So most locations will be open at the time of reopening, except there are no, there's no reopening day for Waltz. What a surprise! Okay. Toad Hall. What a surprise! And but on and on, and Fuente de Loro also okay. Then there's also Silver Spurs Steakhouse and Last Chance Cafe. They're coming back in August, and Auberge de Cinderellon is not scheduled to open until September. Cowboy Cookout Barbecue also returns on October first, and then also in addition to social distancing measures. And takeaway boxes at counter service restaurants, food carts and snack locations should also feature new options such as sandwiches <laughs> that can be enjoyed outside in the parks. Delightful. Thank you. What's the bet and not a single <laughs> feckin' one of those sandwiches is going to be vegetarian? Oh, Sinead, please. This is France. <laughs> <sighs> this one on Paris doesn't believe in vegetarianism. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. It's like you don't eat burgers. You don't eat. No, 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 not for you. <laughs> not for you. <laughs> so sticking on the theme of annual passes. So 
as I mentioned, and as we mentioned last week, you will be required to book a slot in whatever park you're planning on going to before you go and visit it. My understanding from what I've kind of seen online is that they're planning on this platform being up this week. And I think it's potentially going live tomorrow. I don't actually know. I haven't heard anything confirmed or anything like that, but keep an eye on the DLP annual pass Facebook page will probably be your best bet. None of it's going to work. None of it's going to work. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I haven't bothered because I'm kind of like, it's it's not going to work. But what they have come out and said, and again, reading this via DLP report. So under the resort's policy, annual pass holders who do not cancel their parks visit booking. So if you've booked your slot, if you don't book it, if you don't, sorry, I'm getting tired now. So if you book, so say you're going to go to the park on the 15th and you manage to get one on the 15th, but, on, yeah. but you wake up on the morning of the 15th and you've got the sniffles and you're like, oh shit, better not go anywhere. Potentially have the Rona. Yeah. If you don't cancel your park booking but before 10 a.m., yeah, it will mean that you will be blocked from making any other reservations for 14 days. Well, if you've got the Rona, then what's the matter? Exactly. <laughs> but it's just, it, it's basically making sure that people aren't just going to like bulk book like four or five yeah, days at a time and then just cherry pick when they want to go just so that they have it so if you don't show up and if you don't cancel your reservation you ain't going to be able to get into the park for two weeks after so you're going to get punished um, yeah. and then they have also said that booking a room at a disney hotel no longer overwrites your annual pass blockout dates i didn't know it did anyways uh no but to be fair we've never had a pass that had blockout dates no we haven't but I I just I don't know why that would make I mean it's one of those DLPisms I suppose. So that means that I don't know why it ever would have made sense. So that means that it used to so if you have an annual pass so if you have the lowest annual pass yeah. and you book a hotel on site before and you came on a blackout date you were still allowed in? Seemingly. That's but what now I'm you can from what they've said. Yeah. Wow, who knew? Isn't that, isn't that the most DLP thing you've ever heard in your I entire bet just, fucking life? Someone's going to message us and be like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> and again, we could be totally wrong. And if we are, please do tell us. But, but that's what I, that's what what I got from that. Said, that's, that's my understanding. But yeah, that's such a DLP thing to do. Be like, oh, but if you stay on site, you can come whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, that's making sure that people cancel their reservations if they ain't going to use them. <sighs> I'm just so excited for none of this to work. Anywho, I think that's pretty much it for all the DLP news. No, Kate, there's one more about annual passes. Oh. And is friends there? tickets. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So last week, we talked about this. <laughs> so we talked about how if you wanted to go, how were you supposed to buy a friends and family ticket if they're not selling tickets at the gate? Well... DLP report brought our answer. So the AP privilege tickets or friends and family tickets, as we call them, uh, will be available exclusively over the phone starting early July. They must be for a specific day, which they always were, won't require a reservation and must be purchased 15 days before the visit as they will be sent in the mail. There's just so many things here that I'm like... questions. I just... Nothing makes sense to me with this system. (laughs) So if you order, so if Sinead orders some friends and family tickets for me, and then I just rock up, if I don't need a reservation, 
so I don't need proof of anything. How are they supposed to know? Like, I just what? <laughs> Unless they've just kind of decided that, like, realistically, if you've, because, t- like, trying to get in contact with DLP, you see it all over these Facebook groups everywhere that people are just having an absolute feckin' nightmare getting a hold of DLP at the minute. So if you're going to go to the effort of staying on hold for ages and ordering these tickets and then getting those tickets sent to you and giving them to somebody else, I think they're probably just like, for the meantime, we'll just take the hit. If people are just going to use it that way, because there's only so many tickets you can get. I think Infinity Pass holders get like 20 a year and you can only Mm -hmm. use five in a week. Yes. Yes. That's what we did last time. So... I mean, there's only so much money one person is going to be able to save in the grand scheme of things. So yeah, unless they've just kind of decided, just do it this way. If people abuse it, they abuse it. There's only so much a person could abuse it in that amount of time anyways. So yeah. I'm dying to see none of these tickets arrive on time though. Yeah, all I'm thinking is if me and Ed can go in February, you could just get me some friends and family tickets and then I could just use that. <laughs> because i don't have because i don't have an annual pass anymore and i'm like i don't want to pay full price for tickets who am i <laughs> this is this is speaking as two people who have never had to pay full price for dlp tickets never never ever and i don't plan to <laughs> I'm avoiding it at all costs so now that really is all the dlp news <laughs> yeah so some non-parks related news quickly before we go on to some stuff from the american parks so the disney channel disney xd and disney junior will shut down permanently in the uk on october 1st of 2020 disney content in this market will be available exclusively on disney plus which is a little bit sad i have to say it is and then also i completely understand why they're doing it oh yeah like, do you know? Do you know what I've just thought of? That's actually made me really sad. What? There's technically never going to be another decom. Uh, well, um, yeah, I suppose. Because won't be a Disney Channel original movie anymore. Yeah, will they just be straight to Disney Life movies then? That's not the same. They won't be decoms. That's really but they, sad. But they need to have the same low quality production value. Otherwise, they're not a decom. Yeah. Like. The shit that's going on Disney Life, like Lady and the Tramp and all Disney that sort Plus, of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jesus. Because <laughs> we're talking about Disney Channel, I'm bringing it back to the old days. Um, all the stuff that's going on to Disney Plus, like it's mostly um, Artemis Fowl, high quality content. So like, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no. so like, are they just gonna pick and choose and be like, you, you're gonna get the two grand production money? But you, you get the 20 grand production money. Like, I just... Confusion. That's not the same yeah, at all. I don't, that, that, the thought of just never having another decom movie, like a, a true oh. decom movie, honestly breaks my heart a little bit because I yeah. love decoms. It's actually really sad. Yeah, yesterday I watched a bunch of them. I watched Twitches. I watched um, that one about snowboarding. Oh no. What's that one called? Uh... Cloud Did Nine. You a real racist one last week. Oh, Color of Friendship. Now it wasn't. Go. I say it's racist. Like it was meant to be. Like that was the point. It was learning about race issues. Like that was the point of the movie. <laughs> oh, uh, but that was that was. <laughs> she just. Kate watches racist movies. <laughs> 
She's not sitting at home watching Song of the South, lad. It's fun. Lad, no, it's like the the point of the movie was about racial issues in South Africa when that whole apartheid thing was going on. Apartheid? I can't say that word. I'm sorry. Um, but that's what that movie was about. Yeah, but that was recent two thousand, and that was wild. But yeah, I watch Twitches. I watch Cloud Nine. I watch Minutemen. Like they are all classic, low production value decoms, and they just they bring something special. <laughs> They bring something that no other movie could. They're like they're not even like B movies. They're just something special. <laughs> yeah, it's like my all-time favorite decal movie, Halloween Town, and the whole franchise, and the fact that Debbie Reynolds was in the whole feckin' franchise. Like, what was she, she doing in that? It. Yeah. Oh, bless her. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I'm kind of sad. I missed it. Oh, okay. Let's see what they do. But let's not. Let's just. Let's just hold on and let's see what happens. But if they end up, yeah, yeah. I will. I will say so on the the After Dark Patreon, um, Nick and Craig do a show where they watch the Disney Plus original movies, which Deepom does not have the same ring to it. Disney Plus original movie. (laughs) I'm not on a Deepom. Deepom is not good. Um, Deepom has a much better ring to it, I believe. Yeah, but they've been watching the. Disney Plus original movies and they the episode that they put up I think it was yesterday was them watching Star Girl. <laughs> I've not seen it. I can't I can't comment on it, but I I also can almost for certain guarantee that it is not something I would enjoy watching. Although Craig seemed to absolutely love it. I think he gave it like 7 out of 10. I hated it so much and you oh. it. I got through the first 45 minutes and I was like this is so frustrating to watch. It is so crap. I'm not saying something because I watched all of Artemis Fowl. You did. You did. You might not have enjoyed it all, but you watched it all. Nope. Uh, Anywho. Moving on. on. Uh, Yes, there's a bit of park news from the Americas. Disneyland Resort is no longer opening when they said they would. So, Downtown Disney will be reopening on July 9th. I'm just going to read out exactly what it says on the Disneyland Resort website at the moment on their banner which was dated on June 24th. So the downtown Disney district will begin reopening on July 9th, or 9, because they're in America. The hotels of the Disneyland Resort remain closed and will reopen at a later date. Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure Park remain closed and will reopen at a later date, pending state and local government approvals. Upon reopening, certain parks, hotels, restaurants, attractions, experiences, and other offerings will be modified or unavailable will have limited capacity and will be subject to limited availability or even closure and park admission offerings are not guaranteed. An inherent risk of exposure to COVID-19 exists in any public place where people are present. Boom. And then under that is a beautiful picture of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> You've put yourself on mute. I did. I was trying to fix it. Um, I was watching the days yesterday and their kind of traditional Tuesday show and like we mentioned on the episode, I think it was last week's episode anyways, the massive jump in cases that Florida has seen at the minute. I think yesterday they had like 13,000 cases or something like that. Like it's going, it's, it's mental. It's absolutely how mental. Does, how does the whole state not be yet? The governor's approach to it seemingly has been that they have banned the sale of alcohol in bars and liquor stores and whatever the hell else few places you can get up on um 
and that's part of their approach to it. Like, I don't, I don't think it's mandatory to wear a mask. Um, I think yeah, Ireland stores... just close the pubs and everyone will be fine. Yeah, <laughs> everyone will treat back into their homes. Where else will we go? Yeah. <laughs> but um, Pete was saying that he, his gut is telling him that the reason why Disney gave themselves such a wide birth between Universal opening and when they decided to open, because there's a full month and a half month, between yeah. Universal and then Disney that they they were doing it right and I think we kind of said it there and then like they're giving themselves enough time to see what happens like let the shit hit the fan everywhere else and then and then we'll see so his gut instinct and like we always say I'll kind of always trust Pete Werner he he knows what he's talking about he doesn't think that Disney World's gonna open on the 15th he thinks that in the coming days there's going to be an announcement that it ain't going ahead much like i've seen a lot of rumors online i know we talked about mickey's not so scary getting cancelled last week i've seen a lot of rumors online that there's going to be an announcement this week that halloween horror nights is also going to be cancelled this year just from that point uh i've seen a lot of people on instagram being like halloween horror nights fans want it cancelled they're like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Just yeah. cancel it and have it again. <laughs> Although I have heard, now I haven't listened to the full episode. So another lovely after podcast, the Halloween half hour, they, Chris that does that show has like some insider knowledge from Universal. Ooh, and it hasn't been, <laughs> it hasn't been fully confirmed because they're not confirming any of the houses yet, but it's been very heavily rumored by everybody that there is a Beetlejuice house this year and the inside yeah and seemingly the house is done and seemingly the house has a load of iconic scenes from not only the movie but also the animated series wow and i'm just like if that's the case i may actually find some way and if because what everybody's saying is that it might still run a scaled down version but repeat the houses next year I may actually find some way of going because if none of y'all know, I'm a massive Beetlejuice fan. I have a Beetlejuice animated series tattoo on me. Like, I just... I may end up having to force myself to go to Halloween Horror Nights next year. We'll see. Um, but, Pardon yeah. me, I nearly... All, I, for a second there, I was like, I'll go with you. And then I was like, wait, what am I saying? Of course no, I won't fucking go to Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> <laughs> As if. I was like, I'll go with you to Florida. And then when you go to Halloween Horror Nights, I'll go to Mickey's Not So Scary <laughs> by myself. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Not so scary without me. That'd be rude. No, like we'll go multiple times, but that particular <laughs> yeah, night, I'll go by myself and just trick or treat all night. <laughs> I'll just be like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> going yeah, around the same seemingly... house ten times. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But um, yeah, seemingly there's a lot of rumors online saying that. Universal Creative are just waiting to axe the whole thing, much like it's very likely that the Disney bigwigs our good old pal Josh Romero is probably just waiting to pull the trigger because I I think the difference is the Florida governor doesn't seem to want to just shut things down, whereas the California governor was just like, oh no, you're not opening. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Disney could kind of be like, oh well, government yeah. told us we can't, sorry. Yeah. Whereas Disney World kind of have to weigh that up. Yeah, well, there's a mass. There's just that massive problem with Florida of the governor literally being like, "Hey, theme parks open whenever you want, and you know, don't do whatever you want. Like, I don't yeah. care. Just open. Just start making the economy go again." And that's it's just been really bad. Like Tim Dracker, he's my only source of like 
pretty neutral standing in what's going on with the theme parks over there at the moment. Yeah. And he goes, I feel so bad for him because like he's obviously going and they obviously need the theme park content to keep their views up and, you know, make money for their family. Mm-hmm. And he's going to these theme parks and he's like, I don't feel comfortable going into the shops and I don't feel comfortable going on the rides that don't have outdoor queues. And I'm like, oh, you little bean, you're just trying to keep your baby safe. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, just stay at home. Don't worry about it. <laughs> But then he gets yeah. so nervous because he goes to like SeaWorld and Legoland and all these places and there's no enforcement whatsoever on the face mask policy. And he's yeah. like, I don't want to go near anybody. <laughs> he's like, this is awful. And then when he goes to Universal lately, he's like, all the team members there are stopping people and telling them to put their masks on properly or if people have them below their nose, they're like, sorry, you need to wear them properly to be allowed in the park and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh, See, this is the problem. <laughs> the amount. I was watching the news the other night and I thought Already it was just gobshites that I was seeing <laughs> around dumb stores and whatnot that just had them below their nose and I'm like, you may as well not be wearing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so Mass has been able to resume in Ireland this week. Praise be, isn't everyone fucking delighted? So they were showing these um, this news report of Mass on the news, as they do. And here was the priest going around, giving out communion, not a glove on his hands, and the mask under his nose. I was like, for fuck's sake. Like, if that's what you're going to do down the diddly eye back out of the country with your tiny parish, whatever. But if you know that you have the national news in watching you yeah. in your first... You're, like, you're going to be the, like, the first view people have of post-COVID mass. And you you can't even wear a mask right. Are you taking the fucking piss? Yeah, it's like, just the whole mask thing already gets me. Like, if you don't want to wear one, okay, don't wear one. That's fine. Whatever. I'm I'm over that fact. Or if you can't wear one, cool, no problems either. But if you are going to wear one, wear it wear properly. properly. <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard. Like, it's really not. Gotta cover your mouth and your nose. It's just it's not that difficult. Like, if you need to adjust it, no probs. Adjust it, sanitize your hands, go on about your day. But, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the amount of people, and I find it work as well. So, like, obviously, you're trying to keep a two-meter distance, and people talk to you. And the music in my shop can be quite loud because it's broken, so we can't turn it down. And so sometimes I'm like, sorry, I can't hear you. I'm just going to take a small step closer so I can hear what you're saying. And before I've even moved, they've just pulled their mask off with their entire hand. I've been like, I said, and I'm like, no you can put your mask back on just i was just gonna move maybe about 50 centimeters closer don't worry about it chill chill (laughs) (sighs) anywho that's why florida is gonna explode and moving on (laughs) so moving on to arguably the biggest piece of parks news that came out in the past week so on thursday just happened we yeah. just I have to say it's very interesting sorry just just before we get onto it it's very interesting I think being an Irish Disney podcast because all of the news happens while we're we're asleep and we wake up to something that's been known to the Americas for like 6 hours and they've already exploded and I'm there like good morning Instagram <laughs> yeah so we mentioned a few weeks ago that there had been a petition going around online 
um, in support of everything that's happening with the Black Lives Matter movement and that there was a large volume of people that were had created this petition and were getting signatures to have Disney retheme um, Splash Mountain, which is based off Song of the South, which is an inherently racist movie that Disney has locked away in the vault never to be seen again, with Princess and the Frog. And we had a whole kind of discussion about that about two, three episodes ago. Well, Disney Parks blog on the 25th of June announced new new adventures even with Tiana coming to Disneyland Park and Magic Kingdom. So it's happening. Splash Mountain is being rethemed to a Princess Tiana themed ride in Magic Kingdom, in Frontierland and in Critter Country in Disneyland Park. Although most people are saying that'll probably just get absorbed into New Orleans Square, which makes perfect sense. Um, it's not being changed in Tokyo, mainly because Disney don't own Tokyo Disneyland, so they can't go in mm. and just say, oh, sorry, you need to change this ride. It's owned by the Oriental Land Company, if I remember correctly from our quiz, Kate. Ah, there we go. You listen. So Disney can advise, <laughs> and Disney can, I suppose, kind of give them the plans, but it's ultimately a third-party country, country, a third-party company that would have to put the investment in to change the ride. So who knows what's going to happen with Tokyo? They might just wait and see how. Yeah, and the, the only thing goes. I'd say with Tokyo is as well, like Tokyo is heavily based on like fan favorites, and like not not from a racist perspective, just like there's very specific things that Japanese guests love. And Tokyo Disneyland has really honed in on those things. So if from yeah. their perspective, I don't know if they will, but you know, there's hope. <sighs> yeah. So basically what they've said, I won't read the whole article, but it's going to take, it's going to pick up after the final kiss, but it will include a lot of the iconic music. And there's been a lot of people kind of marrying up different, I suppose, kind of areas of Splash Mountain with where it would make sense to include the new songs from princess and the frog like that kind of last bit with the boat like you could totally have that as dig a little deeper and it would be amazing um tony baxter the original imagineer that created splash mountain he's coming out of retirement to be an advisory role on the retheming of this which i think is fantastic and i think that's added a lot of credibility um I can never say her name, but Anika Noni Rose, I think is how you say it. Did I actually say it right? Well done, Sinead. I think so, the voice yeah. of Tiana mm-hmm. um, has said that she's super enthusiastic about it and she's really happy that people will finally get to experience Mardi Gras and Princess and the Frog in the parks. Yeah, when I heard that it was going to be like Mardi Gras, I was like, yeah, this sounds great. Because like, when they originally were just like, oh yeah, Princess and the Frog, I was like, okay, cool, yeah, whatever like okay princess and the frog when they were like mardi gras i was like woo. <laughs> i just i think it's gonna be really fun I, I can totally i can totally see how they will not easily because seemingly the whole ride is made entirely out of concrete so everyone's like that's not gonna be easy to change um so i whilst i don't think it'll be easy i can understand how it'll be a fit and i'm totally down for it i am a person i've been on splash mountain i went on it a good few times when i was in florida in 2015 and i at the time didn't know the history behind it i understand it now and i fully support them completely changing it much like i fully support them swapping red from being a slave to being a badass pirate totally supported that as well and pirates is one of my favorite rides however the vast majority of the disney universe well not the vast majority the loud section of the disney universe yeah has 
lost their goddamn minds about this to the point that people are and it, it seems to be more so it's the it's the floridians or it's the people that go to florida more than california the californian people seem to be like hells yeah do it amazing love it <laughs> it seems to predominantly be walt disney world people that are losing their mind to the point that they are setting up petitions against it they are going to the point of looking up what the highest point above sea level in louisiana is and comparing that to the height of the drop on splash mountain and saying how unrealistic it is because there's no mountains in louisiana you're in a theme park like you are literally in a theme park where one of the attractions is the idea where you sit in a little rocket and get shot into space but like oh my god is star wars not real honestly what (laughs) like (laughs) i just People are losing their minds about it. And don't get me wrong. I think there is, there's a definite, there's kind of three definite areas, I think, of fans. There are the people that are like me. That's like, hells yeah, give me Princess and the Frog. And I think you fall into that category as well. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely of a very lower opinion than a lot of people are. As in like, I'm like, cool, change. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. But I don't have any like emotional connection to Splash Mountain or anything like that. So yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of one group that are like, cool, yeah, absolutely. There's the kind of group that are in the middle. Well, no, sorry. I'll go to the, I'll call them the far right group because that just happened to be the way that I was going anyways, <laughs> but it's called Spade of Spade. Um, there's the group that are making it all about them. And I would highly recommend going and listening to, I feel like we're just consistently recommending Once Upon a Scream at the minute, but the boys are putting out excellent content. But they're so really hitting it on recommend. the mark. They are. Like they're, they are. They're saying out loud what I'm trying to say in my brain, but just can't quite form it out. And then yeah. I listen to their podcast and I'm like, ah, yes, that's yes. what's going on in my head. <laughs> so basically what we're saying is Ben and Mikey are far more articulate than the two of us, which makes perfect <laughs> sense because we just spout out utter nonsense. But... They kind of summed it up that a lot of people are making it about them. And at the end of the day, it's not down to white privileged Disney fans to tell a group of people whether something is racist or not. it's not, It's not down to us to decide whether something is racist or not, or whether something has racist connotations, or whether somebody is going to associate that with racism. Much like the whole scene with Red, it's not down to men to say that's not sexist. And to say that, oh, that's not something that somebody should be offended by because you've never experienced it like that. So it's it's not down to you to yeah. decide that. Mm-hmm. So these people just need to grow up and realize you've you've had like 30 years of enjoying Splash Mountain. Parks are never supposed to say the same. Again, that age of Walt Disney World quote, the Walt Disney World, Walt Disney quote of the parks aren't supposed to be a museum. They will continuously change. It is what it is. There is a group of people that are kind of stuck in the middle that are just do have a genuine emotional attachment to Splash Mountain either they've grown up with it they have memories from when they were a kid and whatnot that are just genuinely sad that one of their favorite attractions is changing they're not aggressively against it changing to Princess and the Frog they're just sad that it's changing much like most people get upset when anything kind of that's I suppose near and dear to their heart changes in the parks like if somebody was to completely change Terror of Terror you would be upset. Wouldn't wouldn't matter what it was being changed to. Yeah, exactly. Whether you liked yeah. that other IP, you would just you would be upset. You would be sad about it, and it's that's okay. And I suppose the kind of biggest thing I've seen online is anybody who has said, 
oh, I'm sad that they're changing Splash Mountain. Everyone is automatically branding them a racist. And I feel like that's not helping the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, again, it's, they're theme parks. And I get that it's ridiculous that people get so attached to it. But we do. And we cannot, we're all guilty oh, of it. It happens, right? There's no, just, just, just live with it, right? It happens. <laughs> exactly. But I think if you are making this entire thing about Disney have a vendetta against you because they want to change a ride that is based off a racist movie that they are hiding away in the vault and you cannot see the bigger picture behind that, that's an issue on you and you need to grow up. Yeah, I do think that Mikey and Ben put it best because my like initial opinion is just like, which like <laughs> my just original opinion is like the ride itself elf isn't inherently racist which is true because it's not you don't go on the ride and then come off the ride a racist like it doesn't you don't go down that flume and you're like i hate people (laughs) like that's not how it works (laughs) like that's not how the ride works but mikey and ben put it really well in the fact that correct the ride itself isn't racist but where it comes from is extremely racist and having that ride exist with that ip in it is giving name and giving face to the incredibly racist movie where it came from and i'm like ah yes i get it absolutely because like obviously people who have grown up with splash mountain probably didn't even know where it came from like mike and ben were like when they went on it when they were younger they were like what the fuck is going on in this ride i don't even know what's happening (laughs) like who are they who are these people is that a chicken what's going on like and then oh my god we're going in a flume (laughs) which is what i think a lot of young people associate the ride with anyway yeah absolutely so but if you're going to just keep the flume ride you might as well one make it an ip that's more appropriate for today's issues and is more um not justifiable what's the word i'm looking for not approachable oh you know like what's the word i don't know what you're trying to say oh like when like a young black girl will look at this identifiable yeah 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 that's the word i was for thanks (laughs) i was like how do i say this like it is more identifiable with a lot of people now and like if you're gonna do it you might as well do a ride that also doesn't really have any stand in the park apart from a couple of beignets here and there like so yeah might as well like it. exactly (laughs) I I entirely agree. So, like I said, uh, like we've kind of both said repeatedly, the Once Upon a Screen boys have said pretty much everything as perfect as I think we could. Or, I mean, we've just blabbered on for like 10 minutes about it. I just basically Um, repeated everything they said. So, you know, just... (laughs) Their episode will be linked in the show notes, (laughs) as per usual. Um, I'll also link two other podcasts that have also had very positive conversations about it. Our fellow podcasters over at Disney Parks and Beyond, and then also the taking the mickey talking mickey taking mickey taking the mickey taking the mickey. yeah mm-hmm. with steve and joe they also had a very positive conversation about it um were you gonna say something uh yeah but i'll mention i won't talk about it until you finished talking about Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> um all i would all i will say is and also actually the days had a very positive conversation about it as well there's a lot of there's a lot of negativity coming out of a lot of white american content creators and i don't think i'm at a place saying that so try and focus on people that are having good conversations that are having opening open conversations and aren't just making everything about their attachment to a ride from 30 years ago is all i will say 
What were you going to say? I'm the complete opposite of that. So as oh, I yeah. said, nothing to do with Splash Mountain. I'm, I've, I've finished that topic now. Huh. Um, well, I, was, I, just want, I just don't want people to be like, oh my God, she's done. Uh, in work the other day, I was in the stockroom for four hours and I was listening to a bunch of podcasts. I hadn't listened to Taking the Mickey because I just hadn't had time to start a new podcast. But okay. I was like, now's the time. I was like, I've got four solid hours. I'll go for it. My I God, have a feeling I, I know exactly what you're going to say though. <laughs> What a hilarious podcast. It is just so funny. How much do you love Sing Along a Ding Dong? Oh my God, it was just fantastic. (laughs) I just loved it so much. And all of their little, like, all of their, like, entrance songs to all of their bits, they're fantastic. And then they did that 15 questions game where they each thought of a character and I was like this is great I love it oh yeah yeah. but I also have to say they did when they did the um deciding what songs in the parks when the theme music for Big Thunder Mountain came on I am I think my heart like exploded because I was in the Aww. middle of the stock room. I was like folding hoodies. I was I was like twenty billion degrees because there's no air conditioning up there. And then it was and then it was like, I was like yes. <laughs> I was like I'm there. I'm there. It's eight a.m. I'm in Frontierland. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if you haven't listened to Taking the Mickey, I would highly recommend. There are about four or five episodes in now. It's Steve Riley, who used to host Dedicated to DLP back in the day, which I think was the first Disney podcast I started listening back to. Back in the day. Back in the day. Um, <laughs> it's himself and his friend Joe, and it's just a really fun, they silly just, podcast. Like, I want to say that sometimes we don't take ourselves too seriously, but they really don't take themselves very seriously. No, they don't. And it just is so perfect. It's such an easy listen. They don't even take Disneyland Paris too seriously like it's just it's so good if he's ever just on an easy listen to just make you happy that's where you go to yeah absolutely i wholeheartedly agree what a, what a positive way to finish off the news good job Kate. there you go no problem i just <laughs> as soon as you mentioned them i was like i just have to say how much i enjoyed listening to their episodes back to back Oh, and also their entrance, their en- entrance music, their like start music is like this orchestral version of. It is amazing. Um. Oh, what's the song called? Into the uh, unknown. Yeah, into the unknown. I was like, let it go. Oh That's my god, hard. it's fantastic. And I'm like, this is great. Oh, oh. just every- everything about it's yeah. fantastic. You guys should stop listening to us right now and just go over there. <laughs> Come back to us really because we're about to get onto our second lands. <laughs> oh yeah, gate. of course. How could I forget? Uh, yeah, so guys, not only have we finished a series, we're continuing to finish it with the actual last thing we actually said we do. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll go back we, to Fantasyland after this. Who knows? We had that week of news and you guys are like, oh, that's the end. We're never going to see this second gate episode. Well, boom, here we are. We've done the work. Here we are. We spent are. more than two minutes planning a podcast and here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... If you guys remember on our last series, we've done five episodes where we built our dream park. We broke apart all the various Disney parks from around the world and kind of took our creme de la creme. There were some slight differences depending on the parks between me and Kate. For the most part, there was there there was very few similarities. We we have a very 
we have a similar taste in what we like out of a Disney park. This, I feel like, is where everything is going to go a bit bananas because there's so much to choose from. <laughs> so what we decided to do was we took all of the additional gates, so all of the non-castle parks. So you've got DCA, you have Hollywood Studios, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Walt Disney Studios in Disneyland Paris. You've got Tokyo Disney Sea. So we had six parks to choose from. We could pick five lands each. And we were supposed to have a max of six attractions per, per land. However, I know that we have both gone over this. But I don't think not, all not, of them have every land. six or more. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, didn't go out, I didn't go outrageous. I don't have a land with like 14 rides in it or anything. Just, no. you know, a little bit over. No. Yeah. So, do you want to give us a quick one to five rundown of the names of your lands? And then we'll go into them. Yeah. So I have uh, Toy Story Playland because what else are you gonna call it? Then I've exactly. got Pixar. Then I've got Pixar Palooza. Ooh. I have Thrill Seeker Sanctuary. I have Loving Our Land. Ooh. And then I also have Daydream Village. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'm really glad I had that minor talk with you earlier on because now mine is so much better than it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was really. I was so confused, but it's okay. We're here now and I, I was, I'm happy with my end results. So yeah, they're my five. What are yours? Okay, so mine are, I kept Galaxy's Edge. I wanted Star Wars, so I've kept mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge. I also have a Toy Story Playland. I have Pixar Pals Palace. I was feeling a lot of peas. Similarly. I have <laughs> Nature World Adventure. And then nice. I have Adventures Campus. Cool. They're my five. So I think they're. I think with the exception of probably Toy Story and Pixar, I think will be probably quite different. Probably pretty different. Yeah. See, Toy Story and Pixar, it's kind of hard because they're both complete lovables for us. Like we're both really into those, yeah. and it's just a good meet. But I feel like the rest of the parks, we can we can diverge. But I'm not surprised that we do kind of have. We both kind of have those. So anywho, absolutely. So where do you want to start? Well, we both do our Toy Story Playlands and then our Pixar ones and then we can just pick whatever then but I think we should both start with those ones because we know we both have the same yeah makes sense so yeah do you want to kick off with your Toy Story and give us a rundown of your attractions yeah so I've so I've done Toy Story Playland to be honest it's not that overexciting it's pretty basic so I've basically said that I like the vibe of the DLP one but I just want it bigger because I feel like the one in Walt Disney World doesn't have as much detail as the one Disneyland Paris does. And Ooh, I don't know if that's because it's bigger. And so the detail is a lot. I don't know. But I just feel like, I feel like a toy in Disneyland Paris. Toy Story. Okay. Playland. I just do. And obviously, I've never been to the one in Walt Disney World. But when I see walkthroughs of it, I'm like, this isn't the same at all. So yeah, basically, I want Toy Story Playland, but I want it detailed to make it feel like you're a toy. Do you know what I okay. think it is? I think it's that in Walt Disney World, all of the lights and stuff are really high because yeah. there's a coaster there. But in Paris, they're really low. And so they're really big and you can actually feel it. So I think yeah. really all they need to do in Walt Disney World is just lower the lights. But anywho. So, <laughs> so I have Slinky Dog Dash mm-hmm. from Walt Disney World. I have Orsi Racer from DLP or that other place. I have uh, Toy Story Midway Mania. But I have the I prefer the one from Disney World because it's got those two it's got those it'll feed people quicker and I don't yeah. think the one in Japan has that. 
uh, Toy Soldier Drop, because I think that's a gas ride. Okay. Um, and then that's it for my rides. But I've also just put in that I still want Woody's Lunchbox and Al's Toy Barn, which is from Shanghai. Okay, fair. Yep, that's me. Nice. So I've also picked Slinky Dog Dash from Walt Disney World. And I've Surprise. also put in <laughs> Alien Swirling Saucers from Walt Disney World, because I just think that looks really fun. To be honest, I didn't hit six, so I could also kind of put it in there. But no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I've added in the Jesse Carousel. I think it's Jesse's Critter Carousel or something like that from DCA mm-hmm. from the Boardwalk, because I just think that's also very cute. Plus, who doesn't have a carousel? So why the yeah, hell not? True. I picked the Midway Mania from DCA, just purely because I like the aesthetic of it. And then I picked RC Racer from DLP. And I also picked Slinky from DLP because it's far more fun when you're on it than it looks. I knew you were going to have two Slinky rides. I just I knew it. Love it. I knew you were. Like, I'm like, I really, if I have Slinky Dog Dash, I really don't need the one from DLP. But I knew for a fact you were going to put it in there. But they're, <laughs> they're so different and they're so fun. I know. Yeah. they. It's weird how different they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would also like an Al's tar- toy. I would also like an Al's toy barn. Mm-hmm. and a Woody's lunchbox and potentially a pizza planet oh yeah I actually didn't think about that because all the pizza planets that exist are real shit um but yeah I would totally be up for a pizza planet that actually is good like I want like pizza planet like from the movie like there's yeah, arcade like games arcades. all that kind of stuff yeah I think it'd be fun. and with those robots at the door that are like and they don't let you in yeah I um, will also call out I will also call out that I absolutely still want a Rex, like from DLP, because the Rex yeah. in the DLP one is adorable, and you can get real yeah. cute pictures with them. And Great. then, obviously, generic meet and greets with all the Toy Story characters, including Bo Peep. Yeah, I have that as well. Beautiful. So Great, cool. Okay, so then Pixar. I have my, my Pixar Palooza. Mm-hmm. So, I have the Incredicoaster with a conjoined Incredibles meet and greet area. Nom nom cookies okay. and all that jazz. Then I also have Radiator Springs Racers. Of course. And Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. And kind of like that whole just cars area. I thought it was a bit cheeky of me to put Cars Land inside of another land. So I didn't put the whole thing in there. Like if I can, I will. But I didn't pick. A, I, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like I want a Cars Land. But it doesn't have to be as big as the one in DCA. But I want I that. Then I've also, I also have the Pixar Pal Around which is the Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. I then put in Heimlich's choo-choo train. because is that still a thing? No, but I wanted it. <laughs> so I'm having it. <laughs> because I got to this point and I was like, I really don't have anything for like young, young guests. Like, okay, yeah. technically the Pixar pal around if you don't go on the swingy ones. But even at that, I was like, oh, that might be a bit jittery. So I picked Heimlich's Choo Choo Train, which, okay, it doesn't exist anymore, but let me have it. And then my final one was Ratatouille. Fair. And that's my Pixar Palooza. Ours, ours are very similar. Oh, damn. Um, but I have <laughs> two extra rides, I think. This, that's this okay. Was my, this was my biggest one. So uh-huh. I also picked Incredicoaster from DCA, because why would you not want that? Yeah. I also picked Crush's Coaster because I wanted some Nemo vibes and I actually really do enjoy Crush's Coaster. I had Crush's Coaster, but I took it out because 
this is not because I have another my next one has too many in it and so I took it out because I was like I could live without it but my when I had it in my stipulation was that it had to look better on the inside than it currently does <laughs> oh yeah no I agree <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly agree um I picked the Monsters Inc ride from DCA I didn't look up the full name but you, it's like a dark ride you go around it's very cute love is love, that love. the Monsters Inc hide and go scream one or something I think so. It's not. It's not the one with the flashlight. It's 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 no, much tamer it, than the Tokyo one. But and it's not laugh floor. Something else. No. Yeah. Then I also picked Radiator Springs because Radiator Springs is such a fun ride. It's just. It's so good. I absolutely love it. Um, I picked out of the two other cards rides. I purely picked Junkyard Jamboree so that I could do the Halloween o- overlay of Junkyard Jamboree. Yeah. I just c- could not. Um, also picked Ratatouille and I did specify that I want the Ratatouille from Walt Disney Studios not the one that's going into Epcot because I don't don't care about it being in English to be honest because I just enjoy Ratatouille and it's real cute Mm -hmm. and then I also added in the Pixar Pal around because when it was Mickey's Fun Wheel it traumatised me but I think it's (laughs) fast excellent yeah. and then i think we're both pretty like you know whatever picks our characters you can meet and greet just throw oh, them yeah, in there. No. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to check in a lot of the characters that there's not necessarily rides for so i'd like to have maybe flick and yeah Ada the same from thing. bug's life yeah. stuff like that um maybe not merida i don't think she would work there no but like do you know what i mean not just people that there's rides for but just chuck everybody in yeah, I feel you. Yeah. If I wanted to get real specific, I'd want the Pixar, was it the Pixar Play Parade that used to go through Disney's California Adventure? Yeah, I think so. Good. I think I, I think enjoyed I that. What you're about. Yeah. I'd, I'd happily have that come back. Excellent. <laughs> I think basically we both just want the vibe of Pixar Pier because it's yeah. kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. So what's your next land? So my next one is Thrill Seeker Sanctuary. Okay. So I wanted a land that basically wasn't for babies. And I don't mean like babies as in won't go on roller coasters. I meant like actual babies. As in okay. like, I want to... a high I, requirement. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, if you're not over 140 centimeters, you're not coming on this ride. That's my... I just wanted a section for it. So, do you remember all that time ago when you were allowed two haunted mansions and you said I could have yeah. two Tower of Terrors? So this I is do. where this is coming into play. So I've obviously picked the two Tower of Terrors but I'm using them as one ride. So I'm only counting them as one. Because, as in like, I've used my one credit for two rides. Okay. What? It's because my, the land here really goes over on rides. So I was like, this ride only counts as one. But I do have oh, both okay. of them. <laughs> okay. That's what I've done. So I have the Tower of Terror, like regular version, but I've picked the DLP version that's currently there with the three different lift shafts. But I want them all in English all the time because they're better in English. As in, I, they're better in the language you can understand. And for me, that's English. Yeah. So I picked that. And then I've also picked Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout from Disneyland Resort. And then to go with that, I've picked the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride that's going to be in Epcot. Uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Rewind, Breakdown Rewind. Rewind, def- Cosmic Rewind yes is that what it's called <laughs> i think so i think it's called so, everyone 
if I'm gonna have the Guardians Galaxy Tower of Terror ish thing, I'm obviously gonna have the other Guardians Galaxy ride to go along with it. And then also in that area, I would like the Guardians of the Galaxy dance party thing they do in Disneyland Paris during the Marvel season because I thought that would just sort of tie it all together because I was going to put Tower of Terror in like one section of it and then the Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout in like another section. They weren't going to be like beside each other because I think that would be a bit too much. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And then next I have Mission Space. Oh, very good. Then I also have Flight of Passage. I have Journey to the Center of the Earth from Tokyo Disney Sea because that is a wild ride. Okay. I have Test Track and then I've also put Rise of the Resistance in here because I don't have a Galaxy's Edge and okay. this was my this is how I compromised because I wanted these five lands that I have and Galaxy's Edge is really fucking that up for me because Galaxy's Edge only has two fucking rides in it and yeah. I do think the superior ride in Galaxy's Edge is Rise of the Resistance and I also don't think it's a ride that you should bring a baby on so yeah that's my um Thrill Seeker Sanctuary I did go over one two three four five six seven all together there's technically eight rides but my Tower of Terrors is only one credit so that's seven (laughs) so yeah that's my one because I know that if I when when I go to a park I would love to just be able to go into a land where it's all really fast roller coasters <laughs> okay i'm and shocked that, you didn't just... add in rock and roller coaster i had it and then i was like i was really over and i was like i can't do nine and then i was also like every time i come off that ride i feel sick and my head hurts mm. so okay. no fair. maybe i don't want it <laughs> and so i took it out <laughs> but I, <laughs> I did have it i did have it do you know what i had it and then i remember the test track existed and was like, oh, okay. I'll put Test Track in instead. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'll I'll get Galaxy's Edge out of the way. So cool. I want Galaxy's Edge. I don't care which coast it's from. I'll go with Cat. No, actually, I'll go with Florida because in Florida you can get spiked green and blue milk. So excellent choice. It's purely, it's purely <laughs> Um, I want Rise of the Resistance. I want Smuggler's Run. I want there to be a kind of like a Jedi training academy thing, but I want it to be in a similar vein to how they do the um, lightsaber building. Mm-hmm. So I, I would like that to be like, you can sign your kids up and stuff and they like get like snuck into a room and they get to go in and do like, I would like something like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be out in the open. Cause I get it. I mean, you have stormtroopers and Kylo Ren walking around. I get it. But I would like there to be more things to do. So more little bits like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would like a Galaxy's Edge. So that was a pretty quick and easy one. Yeah, when I did have Galaxy's Edge originally, I literally just went, just pick it up and pop it down. I was like, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also difficult because we're not like creating our own rides and stuff. Yeah. It's difficult to kind of add stuff into it because yeah. I still maintain, like I like Star Tours being in a castle park. And I'm never going to not no, prefer yeah. it being in a castle park. So it is But like it Star Tours doesn't make sense in Galaxy's Edge. Like it just, yeah. it's not the same vibe or anything. So yeah, I agree. Exactly. exactly. Right. What's your next one? My next one is called Loving Our Land, which is basically just Animal Kingdom stuff. But here we go. So okay. uh, I have Expedition Everest, which I originally had in my Thrill Seeker Sanctuary, but then I got really conflicted and just put it back in Loving Our Land. <laughs> 
I was like, I don't, it doesn't feel right. It really just didn't feel right with all the other stuff I had. So yeah. yeah. So I've got Expedition Everest. I've got Kilimanjaro Safaris because there has to be animals in Loving Ireland. Okay. Otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Then I have Dinosaur, Soaring and Living with the Land. Okay. <laughs> then I also have, just to say they're there, it's tough to be a bug, affection section, conservation station and affection a, section. a tree of life as well i do i do love affection section like yeah. give me any chance to go pet any form of animal and i'm happy yeah i was kind of stuck with this because i knew i needed a lot of these things and i do think a lot of things a lot of the things that animal kingdom stands for are great and so mm-hmm. i was like yeah let's keep all the education and so yeah. that's just sort of what i was left with fair fair i uh, i suppose mine that kind of ties in with this vaguely is um nature world adventure as i'm going to call it <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of similar but i've kind of shoehorned in some other things that i couldn't figure out well where else to put them yeah so, yeah i feel you <laughs> i've got dinosaur from animal kingdom i love dinosaur i think it's so fun i also mm-hmm. have everest also a very fun attraction but i would like the yeti to be working please and thank you mm-hmm. i've added in <laughs> the seas with nemo and friends from epcot into this yeah i was thinking that too but i didn't do it because that's got that like little aquarium in it and as you're yeah. going through the ride there's the fake fish and the real fish and it's just it's cute so i liked that i've also quacked in flight of passage for good measure because why not um i've also put in journey to the center of the earth from, here, from um, tokyo disney sea in here again <laughs> this 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 is a real hodgepodge um i've got cali river rapids in here as well because cali river rapids is real fun so always a fan of that and then the two that i'm really just wedging in here are grand fiesta tour from epcot because i bloody love the three caballeros <laughs> right okay <laughs> and soaring specifically over california because it's better than soaring over the world yeah i had soaring just plain i was like fit in whichever one you want <laughs> yeah. soaring over california is is better because it's not all just cgi'd and shite so yeah bit of a hodgepodge but we'll go with that that's fair <laughs> i picked really weird it. rides from epcot i'm just like mm, yeah give me grand fiesta tour <laughs> and the seas with new mountain friends what yeah. i found that i was like oh yeah this land is really themed and then i did them all and then realized there was a bunch of rides that i still wanted to exist but i was yeah. like you don't fit anywhere i don't know what to do with you mm. <laughs> okay cool so then are you done sorry cool so my last land is called daydream village and so you know how i had thrill seeker sanctuary which was you ain't getting on this if you're not over 140 centimeters well this one is kind of the opposite so (laughs) it's not necessarily baby rides but they're rides that like probably the whole family can go on okay apart from one because again i had nowhere else to put it oh no i keep getting it confused this one's probably okay for babies i don't know so i have I have Simbook Storybook Voyage from Tokyo. Lovely. That one's fine. And the Simbad in that, the, the animatronics in that ride are super cute. Yeah. They're very adorable. Then I have uh, the oh, the Frozen Ride from Epcot. Mm-hmm. I have Journey into Imagination with Figment. Oh, very cute. I have Spaceship Earth, which I'm not 100% if you bring a baby on, but I'm like, they could probably go on it. Yeah. Because it doesn't go like zoomies or anything. Yeah. Then I have Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway and also Grand Fiesta Tour. <laughs> oh, good! Oh, you yeah. picked it too! 
because everyone talks so highly of it that it's so chill and it's just fun and i'm like yeah this is a nice place it's you could just, bring your fam. it's just so joyful <laughs> and mexican and donald's in it and it just yeah yeah so they're my rides and but then also this is where i've put all of the shows so i have oh. muppet vision 3g making the magician from disneyland paris beauty and the beast live frozen live nemo the musical they're all there I'm down for Nemo and Mickey and the Magician, but you can keep all the rest of them. <laughs> I obviously need a Frozen sing-along in my park. That's yeah, just okay. needed. And obviously Muppets as well, because I highly enjoy Muppets. Yeah. So yeah, so this is like the kind of land where you bring the whole fam, you go on a ride, you go to a show, you go on a ride, you go to a show. No one's, if we're in Florida, no one's in the heat too long. No one's outside for too long. There's a lot of sitting down. It's nice and chill. This is where you can go yeah. to chill. But also, there's lots of things to do. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So, my last land is Avengers Campus. So, I've taken Mission Breakout from DCA. I did put a droppy ride. Aren't you proud? Hey, you hate them hey. so much. <laughs> so, Mission Breakout, because I'm feeling that I would potentially hate it slightly less than Terror of Terror. But who knows? I think you would as well. I think you'd quite like it. I feel like, I feel like there's so much more going on that yeah, like if I'm distracted, I'm grand. Yeah, like there's a lot more going on in Mission Breakout than there is in Tower of Terror. Like I feel like Tower of Terror is you're always waiting for the drop to come. But in Mission Breakout, you're like, oh my God, there's so much going on. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Peril versus um, Hyperspace Mountain. Like Hyperspace Mountain is definitely a more like intense ride. But because I'm indoors, and I can't see anything in the Star Wars music. I'm like, wee! Yeah. <laughs> when I'm outside and there's no music and all I can see is the track I'm like oh dear god I'm gonna die so. yeah pretty much the same yeah <laughs> so Mission Breakout from DCA I've also added in Cosmic Rewind from Epcot the difficulty is most of these rides with the exception of Mission Breakout are not open yet so I'm kind of mm. just like Bleh. yeah um, I've picked the Spider-Man ride I don't care if it's the DCA one or the one that's going to DLP doesn't make a blind bit of difference to me but sure why not have the Spider-Man ride same goes for the Iron Man ride, which is getting rethemed from Rock and Roller Coaster. And I actually really do enjoy Rock and Roller Coaster. I do agree, if I go on it more than once, I will have a migraine. And if I go on it with a ponytail in my hair, I will absolutely get a migraine. So oh. it involves a lot of prep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have to, I, feel, I always feel like you have to either have a, I feel like you have to have some sort of like sugary drink prepared for afterwards. Yeah, Otherwise, you just won't get over it. Because <laughs> it just, it wins you. You just yeah, you're like completely Whoa. winded. <laughs> and then when we did our Tomorrowland episode, I had like shoved in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well, I'm taking that out of there and I'm going to put it in here because it makes far more Fair. sense in here just to yeah. keep that Marvel theme. I would also like the Guardians of the Galaxy dance-off thing from DLP. Mm-hmm. I would like a decent show. A decent show. Sorry, Sinead, are you telling me that the show the Disneyland Paris put on with the flying cars and the um thingy mabobber droid things were not drone things are not good enough for your taste yeah <laughs> that's exactly what i'm saying so, yeah, <laughs> decent decent show and i would like a lot of meet and greets for the various marvel yeah. characters i want a black panther i want a captain america and i damn well want a captain marvel and i don't want to be rushed spider-man well, spider-man's yes. great ah, he was great in fairness actually the two times that we have met spider-man he was he was good yes thank you please give it up for my I know, but he's, he's, he's just not he's just not my fave 
my priorities would be Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and Captain America. But I'll, that's I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a little baby Spider Man. That's fine. Thanks, I appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, sure that this is like a two. These are like two day parks that we've imagined. Yeah, to be honest, they're they're fucking huge. Like they're, they're really heavy. big. Like yeah. we've put six lands basic we've put six kind of parks into one park so i'm not surprised but yeah but yeah this is basically like we kind of just had to there was just so many rides that don't fit inside a castle park so we just kind of had to do one conglomerate park to get through everything because like it wouldn't have made sense for us to do our favorite epcot and our favorite animal kingdom because you just picked everything (laughs) and that's that's the thing because like each each of the castle ca- castle each of the castle parks has a has a set of lands that for the most part they all follow. So it's easy to kind of like recreate them based off the other ones. But like every single second or third or fourth gate that the Disney parks have are all so vastly different to each other that there would have been yeah. no no other way because like none of them are the same. No, but I'm I'm very happy with what we came up with. Now to be honest, I was a tiny bit stressed. There, I kept doing stuff and then remembering <laughs> that other stuff existed. Like, yeah. Epcot really get Epcot really got me because I kept forgetting everything that existed in Epcot and um, like Test Track and Frozen and all that sort of stuff. I was like, fuck. And then I had to rejig everything again. But yeah. See, I feel like for me it wasn't too bad because I knew the main things I cared about was having a good Toy Story Land. Basically, it was just I mainly wanted to take all the good shit out of DCA. And once I had all the good shit out of DCA, I could just build everything else around it. and Because that was the main Fair. thing I cared about. So, yeah. Cool. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed. To be honest, if you didn't, I mean, well, you've gone to the end now, haven't you? So, joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know what would be your, say, top yeah. five things that you would want. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, do you don't have to give us a full rundown of your top yeah, If you want to, though. Ga- go oh, go for it. For it. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, we'd really appreciate like your feedback and your top five rides from a second gate. We'd love to hear yours. Also, should we start a petition to bring back Heimlich's Choo Choo Train? <clears throat> I think Avengers Campus has well and truly killed that dream, Kate. He's so cute. I'm a beautiful little butterfly. <laughs> I just my relate favorite, to him so much. <laughs> my favorite thing will always be that Heimlich Lounge flyback because it is just so absurd oh it's fantastic i love little heimlich he's great uh yeah so that's pretty much everything for this week guys thanks so much for listening if you want to hit us up on instagram it's at mickey waffles pod if you want to hit us up on twitter it's the exact same thing but sans the s (laughs) we've mentioned an absolute rake load of other podcasts and stuff that you should listen to they will be all listed in the show notes below so do go show them some love and if you're listening to this here podcast on an iPhone, make sure you go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because that's real swell and that helps us out a lot. And as you always say, if you don't have an iPhone, get your friend that has your get your nearest friend that has one and leave us a review on their phone. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and let us know what we should do next. Should we go back to Fantasyland? Should we do something else? What should should we, do? we do a whole episode based on Disney Junior? I hear a yes. <laughs> 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 anyway thanks for listening guys and we'll see you next week bye
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.